Off the puck and Glencross headbands to the captain, Jerome Aginla, with Bollmeister on the rush. Aginla in front, they score! It went off a skate! Jerome Aginla's mob! The milestone moment! 500 goals! Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> my bad here get it together like, i got a pop up and it was like by continuing this meeting you have consent to being recorded <laughs> aaron how are we supposed to be the number one podcast in the world with you <clears throat> can't even do an intro right now <laughs> get, it, get it together aaron get it together all right uh well it's been a while i don't know how long exactly but it's been a while sure um, has sure <laughs> has <laughs> do we care to even try to give a reason or explanation as to why we stopped doing podcasts last year or is it pretty self-explanatory every night i would turn on the tv hoping for a flames win no yeah like i think i think um it was like think, it was like the end of the season. They're trying to push for playoffs, and we we're just <clears> like, maybe they're going to make it because there's well, Daryl came in, yeah, and we thought there was there's still a chance near the end. But yeah, they just, they just couldn't get the wins when they needed them. Yeah, it's true. Well, it was like so inconsistent. Like I, I remember we started three and zero under Daryl, and it was like holy shit, like the Flames are actually playing good hockey, and then just I don't know, the season went from under us. I don't even think we like I think the last time we recorded was before even the Bennett deal to Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. We lost Bennett, and then we went into the off season. Had a pretty good draft. I didn't get to watch it. I was camping, but um, Matt Coronado looks to be like a stud sniper. Have you seen many of his like stats in the HL at all? Yeah, he's cranky. He's crushing it. Like he was in the US HL, like the league under college or whatever last year. The U show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was at like a goal a game or something, and now he's playing for Harvard, and I. Think. Let me pull him up here right now. Actually, oh, I thought man. he was in the AHL for some reason. No, no, dude, he's only like eighteen in Harvard. Oh, he's a college <clears> kid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I look at his elite prospects profile, I think he's a point per game in college right now. Like he's like he's sick. Like he's he's a right-handed. Like he's a. I don't know. When even when he talks about like how his game is, he's like, oh, like I play a two hundred foot game or whatever. And then he's like, I love to shoot the puck. Like, thank God. Yeah, I guess so. But also, the thing is, he's probably playing in the ivy league so he's they're not playing like probably the best teams i'm guessing right now because no, i maybe not. i know i know in the ncaa like cross division matchups don't happen that often yeah so if he's in the ivy league he's probably not playing like the powerhouses like north dakota and boston college all the time so okay but still uh, he's getting a point per game in division one hockey so yeah which is definitely um definitely nothing to laugh about <laughs> So that's exciting for sure. Um, it's another prospect. And he was uh, what the twelfth overall this year? Thirteenth. Thirteen. Thirteen, I think. Thirteen or twelve, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't find any stats, but I'm gonna try to find while we talk about it. But yeah, so then so the draft happens. We get a couple of good picks or whatever, and then um, what else happens? So we lose Giordano in the expansion draft. Um, Which sucked. 
didn't get anything back for him. It was like, what the hell? We're going in the season with no captain. Signed Blake Coleman. I was pretty stoked with the Blake Coleman signing. Really like what I see from him. Uh, yeah, Eric, right now, Matt Coronado has three goals and five assists for eight points in seven games. That's sweet. <laughs> no penalties. Yeah, I don't – fuck. Like, he put up 48 goals last year in 51 games for the Chicago Steel in the USHL. Yeah, that's so, that's those are sick numbers. Matt Coronado is good at hockey. You know what I'm um, saying? <laughs> yeah, holy shit. So okay, so yeah. So anyway, we lose Giordano. Everyone's bummed out and like, what the hell are you doing, Brad? Typical. Um sign Coleman, great signing. I actually really enjoy what I see from Coleman. He might not be producing all that great right now, but I mean he's been playing with well, he's been playing with Backland and Monge lately, I guess. He's on the PK uh, and stuff a lot too, though. He should be on the power play instead of Lucic, but whatever. I guess we can't do anything about that. But, um, and then the season starts, and it's like holy, like we have seven shutouts between the two goalies in nineteen games, five for Markstrom alone. So the season's been going great, and but how the about, roster. How about Bosch though, giving up Vladar for that's true. Pennies, I mean, on pennies on dime. Yeah, and then. They don't have a true number one goalie right now, really. I don't think – no, they don't. I mean, they have Jeremy Swayman, who, I mean, they will. He probably will be. I mean, Tuker Ask is probably going to join the team soon, from what I've heard. Um, But Vladar has definitely stepped into the backup role that we needed after we traded away David Riddick last year. Like, holy – like, that guy is – he is huge. Mm-hmm. I do it. He's got to be bigger than Markstrom. He's listed at 6'5", and Markstrom's 6'6". He's bigger than Markstrom. He has to be. He's huge. They're both huge. And where, yeah, where, where's Vildar from? Walls, uh, Czech Republic, I think. Yeah, it's either that or he's Finnish. That's all I know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, us and our Scandinavian goalies, that would make sense, too. Yeah. Markstrom is playing like prime Kippersoff. He is unreal. Thank God he had a shitty year last year. Uh, and I wouldn't even blame last year on him, honestly. No, you can't. Everything, everything about the team last year was bad, minus you know Hannafin and Tanev or whatever you want to say. Those were like the three. Yeah, Dan Vladar's check. <clears throat> His birthday is the day before mine. No, very no. Very nice. Um, very so then, nice. And I don't know how long I want to talk about this for because you know how much it makes my blood boil. Then the Eichel rumors start to slow around <laughs> it's like holy shit and it's like holy shit and like every day it was like holy shit calgary's gonna be the team to get jack fucking eichel and every Johnny single Goudreau, day it looks Matthew so Goudreau, good jack eichel. eichel oh my god that's that, that'd be a first sign in team usa man mm-hmm. and we were and of course of course in 2019 when we went to get mark stone Brad Tree Living hung up the phone because he didn't want to give up Juice of Alamaki. So Vegas gets Mark Stone. In 2021, Jack Eichel, a top five center in the league when healthy. And I don't, we don't know what, we don't know what the hell the Flames offer was to the Knights, but, or to uh, Buffalo. But Buffalo, Kevin Adams reports to Kevin Weeks that Matthew Kachuk is a part of the deal that took Buffalo from Calgary, which is obviously not true because why would you, want to add Jack Eichel to your roster if it helps you uh, contend for the playoffs or like, why would you add to a contending team while giving up a roster player? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. I mean, like Kachuk, holy shit, it's going to be a bitch with his contract after this year, but I don't know. Then so Vegas swoops in and the second time in three years, Vegas gets the big fish, but like 
and I gotta say it, we didn't just want Jack Eichel, Eric. I think we needed Jack Eichel. It's a bold take, Aaron. That's a very big hot take right there. Well, because I'm gonna disagree with that. I don't think we needed Jack Eichel, but definitely no. would have helped. I just think. Like- in a perfect world, Elias Lindholm is the second line center. I love, I love Elias Lindholm. I love. I think, I think if Elias right Lindholm's or if if, if Elias Lindholm is our second line center, <clears throat> and that who would who's our third line center right now? Backlund. I, I guess it'd be Backlund. So Backlund would be our fourth line center. But that's the problem, right? Like then you have no, Sean that's, that's the thing. Dead if you if, if it's Lindholm, if Lindholm's your second line center and Backlund is our Fourth, fourth line center. You've got that a, a good team. That's a good team. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about Tampa Bay. Braden Point and Stamkos were their one and two season. You know, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Tavares, Matthews. Those are all, like, elite first liners. And they're all, like, I don't know. Like, I think on an elite cup team, I think Lindholm is a good second line center. Um, I'm not disappointed with it. Like, I'm disappointed we didn't get Jack Eichel because realistically the last time we had, like, a – a true number one center was Joe Newendijk, but I don't know. Monahan, uh, poor Sean Monahan. His hip was so screwed last year, and he continued to play for whatever reason. We'll never know. And now it's just like Sean Monahan is just dead cap. Yeah, uh, it's a it sucks, and it's like I don't want to see this team, this roster that had just won fifty games two years ago with Monahan getting point per game numbers. I don't want to see this team succeed without Sean Monahan. You know, but it's like. Sean Monahan now is such a liability. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. Like Monahan now, he's just fell off. Like it he's taking up cap see. space. Yeah, it sucks to see, but like he's such a liability. At the same time, it doesn't make sense why he just didn't go in the LITR. Like I know there's yeah, probably other reasons. There's definitely other reasons. Like with behind the scenes that we don't yeah, know. Yeah. Obviously, but still, I, like if he went on the LITR, long term injury reserve, then yeah, yeah. His caps, then his his contract doesn't go into the take into the cap like, you know who did. Yeah, that's true. And, Very true. And it t- like and then you could up add the deadline, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's Plan B without Jack Eichel. Like here's like you know you said the first line it could have been Gaudreau, Eichel, Kachuk. Like your second line could then be Coleman, Mangiapane, and Lindholm centering it. Yeah, like that's I a think cup, that's a Stanley Cup top six, in my opinion. The way Mangiapane's playing, Jack Eichel, like the Flames are set up that if they got Jack Eichel, they would need to win this year. Do you agree with that? Um, because with all the contracts that are coming, yes up this and year, no. But that's that's the thing. If you get Jack Eichel, so here's how I look at it: you get Jack Eichel, he immediately becomes the best player on your roster at ten million dollars. You have a guy like Matthew Kachuk. And keep in mind, Kachuk, Hannafin, Gaudreau, all these American kids, they're all really close with Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel comes in, sets the standard. He's the best player on the roster, bar none. And he makes $10 million. Well, Gaudreau, if you want to stay, are you willing to take a cap hit to play with a guy like Jack Eichel as your number one center? Probably. Kachuk, are you willing to take less than a $9 million qualifying offer to play with Jack Eichel and Johnny Gaudreau? I'm assuming, hopefully, probably, right? Yeah. Um, everyone was like, well, we've, what's one hole is Giordano's hole. And while, yes, that's true, having Giordano on this roster would be nice, the rise of Oliver Shillington this year has been insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the Flames have 
So this is the contracts that expire at the end of this year. To Chuck Goudreau, Monajapani. Monaj is a big one. I don't know. He should have been locked up last year. He's a, he's restricted though. He's not a UFA. He's a restricted free agent. Yeah. And then Pitlick, uh, Trevor Lewis, Brad Richardson, and then on the defense, it's just Stone, Goodbranson, and Zadorov. Okay, that out okay, And Shillington and Shillington, but he's also an R, he's an RFA too. Okay, and he's on a he's on a seven fifty this year. Holy shit! Yeah, as long as you'll see. Yeah, that's nice. No, no, he's not. No, he's not because he was on waivers. Holy! And remember when he was on waivers this year? Well, I what I'm reading right now it says he's on for seven fifty this year. Yeah, he must have just signed that for a year or something. Yeah, we're lucky with him. He should have requested trades two years ago. He should have. How did he not get claimed on waivers? Like, holy man, like Brad, if he was doing right now what he's doing on another team because he was claimed on waivers, Brad Tree Living should, like, ugh, man, he's just so stupid. He's just so stupid. And then we're, all, we're almost doing it to Val Mackey, the poor kid. Fucking, he's been so injury prone. He was a top pick in 2017. And he's being played, I mean, thank God he got minutes in Boston, got a point. Hopefully, Daryl recognizes how awful Zadorov has been. God, we give up a third-round pick for him, and he takes up – how much money does Zadorov take up? Is it almost $4 million? I think with the Flames signing uh, – And he's just a fucking healthy scratch. I think with the Flames signing Branson and Zadorov, it's kind of – like, teams are trying to start to, like, build their defense like Tampa did. I don't think it's that. I think that's Daryl Sutter saying, bring me Robin Regeer. Oh, the, <laughs> the Russian Robin Regeer. Yeah, the Russian Regeer. Only Regeer was competent. Well, look at Tampa. They got, like, obviously Zadorov and Goodbranson or Hedman or uh, Shankirk. Yeah. But, but they they built a giant defense. Like, their defense are huge in Tampa. Yeah. I wish Zadorov could move the way Hedman moves. Yeah. That would be nice, <laughs> except for that coast-to-coast goal in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. Set up by Shillington. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Um, yeah, so he was a third-round pick. He makes uh, – hmm. anyways, I think he's a healthy scratch at almost $4 million. Give him a third-round pick, by the way, <laughs> just so you know. Brad you living. Oh. Uh, Nikita Zadora. I don't know why I can't. And um, sorry to everyone listening for all being all over the place. We haven't done this in like 10 months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. $3.75 million for a year. He's set to be an unrestricted free agent. So if we let him go, we'll have just given up a third round pick for dead cat. I would not be surprised at no, all. Me neither, unfortunately. It's just the way of the Calgary Flames fandom. Yeah. Just- Highs and lows, but mostly lows. 90% time lows. It sucks. I was actually kind of excited for Zadorov because I, from what I remembered in the Habs series in 2019, I thought he was good. He's just a force, but he's a good hitter. I, I don't hate Zadorov. I just fucking he's, hate when he has the puck. He's pretty good, like, in his defensive zone, like, getting the, like, with takeaways and everything, like, getting the puck out and everything. Blocking shots is not bad, but, like. But the second he has the puck is when it all oh, goes terrible. Yeah. Or if there's anyone skating out. at him oh, with speed. God. See, if there's anyone, yeah. Every time. I don't know. Like, Branson has been 
all right that way. I mean, Branson has been really bad for the last probably like week, but he started off strong and he hasn't shown me that he's like stupid yet. I know he can be, I know what's in him to be stupid, but he hasn't shown me that he's dumb yet. Um, I don't know. I hope, I don't know. I guess if we were to add at the roster and here's what I was going before, cause I know, like I said, we're all over the place, but what what's the plan B for Eichel? You, you don't land a guy like Jack Eichel. So what's plan B? Philip Forsberg? Um, Thomas Hurdle? Like, well, because we do need more for, we do need more forward help. Yeah, we do. Trevor we Lewis need- and Brett Ritchie and, fucking richardson aren't gonna you know pillick guy i actually like he's huge man i do not like him you don't like pillick no no and like he's got analytics that show he's good but like i watch him play like he's a right winger i watch that guy like especially in the montreal game he would not cover the left side of defenseman as a winger you cover your that defenseman right yeah pitlick hovers in the middle of the blue line it's and it's infuriating for me to watch i can't watch it (laughs) Yeah, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. And he provides, but he's such an anchor offensively. He yeah, hits a lot. Yeah, he hits huge. a lot. He's yeah, huge. he's a pretty big dude. He hits a lot, but he doesn't. I don't know. He show he has nothing to provide. Daryl just wants the free. His uh, what year did he win the cup again? Twelve and fourteen. He just wants the o twelve. I mean the two thousand twelve Kings back. That's why Brad Richardson and Trevor Lewis are on the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, Russian Robin Regeer. And Russian Robin Regeer. We don't have any Jeff Carters, though, or anyone like that. No. Eichel is going to be a Ginla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was going to be our Kopitar. Yeah, literally. Oh, God, that's so upsetting, actually. I think, honestly, I think the Eichel trade, not trading for Eichel, is going to haunt us. Could you imagine, Eric, if we match up against Vegas in the playoffs? It's like game seven overtime. Jack Eichel's got two goals already. Just winds down end to end. Hat trick. Game seven overtime. See ya. That'd be a flames moment. See, the thing is, <laughs> I I was always I was always so skeptical because on Eichel, because like there is risk in taking Eichel right now. Yeah, that's a fair uh, like what if he comes back from the surgery and he's not the same? What if he comes back better from the surgery? see it's a maybe right babies oh it's disgusting to think about what we could have had with jack eichel oh jesus uh eric when was the last time the flames had a one uh like a good one-timer on the power play again la camillary yeah <laughs> yeah probably uh camillary or like think of our power play right now and think of eichel on it instead of monahan ripping one tease monahan gets Uh-oh. it like in the slot too he doesn't oh he Ugh. still looks like his hip is bothering him yeah maybe i'm just looking well. into that I, no he I doesn't skate well looking into that too much but he's yeah he looks like he's hunched over all the time now that we know the injury that it was like his hip was locking or whatever um Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. You want to know a fun fact, a very fun fact? Yes, Aaron, I want to know a fun fact really bad. Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau have not been on the ice for a 5v5 goal against. Really? 19 games in? Elias Lindholm has only been on the ice for one. Mm. Blake Coleman has only been on the ice for three. I think that's a pretty fun fact. That is a fun fact, considering that, like, Johnny and them logged the most minutes out of like oh, yeah. anyone. 
And can we just be so thankful for Johnny 2018, 2019 Johnny being back? Mm-hmm. Kachuk being back. Oh, well, we say that now, but we do not, not want 2018 about. playoff Johnny. No, 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 not playoff Johnny. But regular season Johnny. He's hitting. Did you see his hit on Eric Allo the other day? Mm-hmm. He cranked him. It was awesome. People are saying he was going to not succeed under Joe Sutter's system, but his 22 points, I think, disagrees. His good defensive play, I think, disagrees, actually. I think his defense is underrated, considering he's just an undersized guy. Mm-hmm. No, he takes well, he takes up the bright amount of space, though. Like He's so good at skating and everything, like horizontally, yeah. like yeah. laterally. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His edges are insane. And it's just, whenever he gets the puck, oh, my God. He's literally, like, the things he can do with the puck are insane. It's literally, it's, it's literally like it's on a string. Like, the puck yep. does not come off his stick. Yeah, and once he taught, yeah, I don't know. And his, yeah, his zone entries are so, like, no one else can do it, man. Thank God for Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, um, thank God. You know what one problem I have is is Rasmus Anderson being on the first power play. He just I love Ras, but he distributes nothing from that point. He distributes nothing, and then he just wires pucks, and all you hear are the boards fucking getting <laughs> shot with the puck. Like, like holy Ras, all he does is wind up. No, no, he's a. Uh, I don't know. Ever since last year, I've just been sus. He's just been suspect to me, like. Well, he's been good. Like, I think he's been good with Hannafin 5v5. I think Hannafin's been just as good as he was last year. I don't know. I, I think it's just because I had higher expectations for him. It's, like, the same thing with, like, it reminds me of, like, TJ Brody. Like, I, everyone, like, thought TJ Brody was going to be, like, uh, like a 50, like, 60-point defenseman. Yeah. Just didn't pan out. But he's still a really good two-way defenseman. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Ras is a smooth skater. Like, we've got a nice skating blue line. Like, skating-wise, those guys can move. Like, yeah. Hannafin's smooth. Like, I don't know. I'm not so much Zadorov and Good Branson. Thank God for Valimaki. Um, I don't know. Like, Tana, thank God. Thank God for Chris Tana playing the way he has. Because last year, uh, I remember, I don't know if you were, but I remember being very skeptical about it and very angry. About the Chris Tanev signing, but Tanev has been probably our best defenseman over the last two years. I'd say he's been our best, at, like in our own zone defense. Oh yeah, that guy is, cra- yeah, he's unbelievable defensively, unbelievable. Oh yeah, he's always in the right place, blocking shots, blocking Doesn't shots, blocking pass often. lanes. Yeah, he's unreal. Um, I think him playing with Hannafin helped Hannafin go along without him because Hannafin just looks so poised now to me. Yeah, I don't know. He looks he looks a lot calmer with the puck than he did when he first came to Calgary. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, it also just seems like the team is gelling together right now. Like everything's team, clicking. Yeah, everything's clicking. It's awesome. Like last year, um, it just like you just like whenever you watch the games, you just get that vibe that like er, not everyone was invested all the time. That is true. I completely agree. I don't know if it was all. Like, I don't, I don't know. Last year was such a weird year. Like Jeff Ward, the Jeff Ward experiment. Uh, my God. So that went on for so much longer than it should have. Yeah. So that was horrible. That was horrible hockey. Like that. I didn't want to watch flames games. It was so terrible to watch. Now it's like, we're getting seven shutouts and 19. Yeah. Games. Now I'm excited is, to like, now, now I like I'm think, looking at my dates, like when the flames. Yeah. Play. Yeah. 
I think this is the best I've ever seen the Flames play in my 20 years of watching them. Yeah, I don't think I've ever it. watched the Flames play this good hockey. In my in whole the first, in the first 20 games, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Like it's incredible. Like I don't, I don't know. It's like the perfect mix. You got the great rush system. Gaudreau's point per game. Lindholm, the whole top line's point per game again. You have Mangiapane scoring at a goal a game pace. That guy is unreal. Make it Mange for Canada. And then, yeah. uh, and then defensively, it's like no one's scoring. It's incredible. I mean, only games we've lost, we have more OT losses than regulation losses, I think, right? Yeah. Where we are 10, 3, and 5. Yeah. Like, and the overtime. Or maybe it's 11. Like, 11. I think it's 11 now. Yeah, 11. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, overtime has been really frustrating to watch because, you know, you got the Nashville game where there's two missed calls and Duchesne scores. And I mean, it's overtime, right? It's annoying to watch anyway when you lose. And then the, overtime, the, but the Ducks game, like the there. second game of the season, like yeah. they outshot him by 20 shots and they lose in overtime. Like, oh, I, I yeah. Was there a game where we really got outplayed? Maybe the like you could. Oh, the Islanders that. game. The Islanders definitely outplayed us. Yeah. Still won like what? Five two or two, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Then the first game know. of the season, Edmonton. That was like, yeah, that one was rough. It was like, oh god, here we go again. Yeah, but it, but it was ever like ever since that Oilers game, we have turned on the Jets. Like, holy yeah. shit, we're probably the best team in the league right now. I wouldn't say that. There's a lot of good. There's they're like we like. I want to go look at the standings real quick, but Carolina. Has been very good as well. Oh, okay, yeah, care. Okay, I yeah, I spoke way too soon. Maybe I'm just a little overconfident, but I haven't watched the Flames play this. I long. know, I know, we have this like the second or like the third. Okay, now we're the first. We have the best goal differential out of any team in the NHL right now. We're top of the West right now, right? Um, yes, we are top of the West, but. Edmonton has two games in hand and they're only trailing by a point. Okay. But our goal differential right now is a plus 27. Really? That's insane. What's second? Like uh, who's second for that? Carolina and I forgot about Florida too. Florida mm, has been Florida's been wagon other Car- than Yeah. Carolina and Wendell thing. Yeah. <laughs> Carolina oh, and Florida are at plus 24. Yeah, Florida. So Florida's still playing pretty good hockey too. Yeah, good, good for Sam Bennett too. <laughs> the guy's tearing it up over there. Yeah, in fact, dude, know, I, I was I was looking on Instagram today, and there's a post, and it was like, "Do the Flames have the best goalie tandem in the league?" And I was like, "Right now, yeah." Right now, there's yeah. all these Florida fans being like Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky. Shut up. I don't, I don't know. Like that's a weird case because Bobrovsky last. When did he leave Columbus? Was it? I think he's been on Florida. What three years now? I think this is a third year. Third year, yeah. It took him this long to be good because, like, yeah, he was like the worst goalie in the league at one point or on almost. Yeah, making he was like making the most too. Yeah, we're close to it. So yeah, like Bobrovsky's playing amazing right now. He's eleven. He's played eleven games. He's eight. Oh and two. His goals against is 1.99 and his save percentage is 937. Damn. How was how's Spencer Knight? Uh he's played eight games. Um he started seven of them, so he got put in one of them. Okay, yeah. But he's five and two, 
with a goals against of 2.98 and a save percentage of 0.904, which isn't terrible. No, it's not awful for a rookie. It's still pretty at all. good. It's still pretty but good. I think stat like though if you're going off those stats, Calgary's oh way, like like Marshall's got like a 970 or something. Maybe not yeah. that high, but no, I think he's like a nine seven or something. And then Vladar, I think, is like a nine twenty or something, right? Something like that. Um. Also, just to cut you, cut you off for one second, I just looked up Sam Bennett's stats just to see what he's done in Florida. Dude put up fifteen points in ten games last year. Dude's got ten points in fourteen games right now. He's a career minus forty two. But with Florida, Christ. he was a plus twelve, and now he's a plus thirteen. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. The Calgary, the Calgary. <laughs> Poor Sam Bennett. So Vladar is 400 and 1. He has a goals against of 1.57 and a save percentage of 0.946 and a two shutouts. Jacob Markstrom has 14 games played. He has a 7-3 and 4 record with a goals against of seven of 1.71 and a save percentage of 0.942. Wow. Wow. That's a a starting goalie. That's my starting goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are like, it's unbelievable. (laughs) It's actually unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh That's crazy. What's the award for the best tandem called? Ah, uh, there's the Vesna, and then is it the William M. Jennings? Yeah, it's something. It's for the best goalie tandem, but I can't. Yeah, I like Boston's won it like two or three times in the last five years. Why can Safari is so bugged right now? Hang on, William. I think it's the William M. Jennings anyway, but yeah, uh, Ward. Yeah, given to the goaltenders having played a minimum of 25 games for each team. Mm. So, like, one goalie can win that. But, yeah, most recent was Flurry and Leonard. Yeah, obviously. Allowing the fewest goals. So, I think it's safe to say. And, uh, oh, you know what? We won't talk about it. We don't want to jinx no, anything. But no, no, I think no, everyone no, knows no, no, where no, we're no, going no. with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tuka Rask here before. Yeah. Hm. I don't even know what's going on with Tuka Rask. I, I don't know either. He's just – I don't know. I think he'll probably be joining Boston this year at one point. Um, I don't know. The whole Bruins team is a little slow. And then I was talking – Yeah, about, I was, when I was watching the game yesterday, I was like, this isn't like the Bruins that I remember. Well, like, they're getting so old now. And the thing with David Pasternak that I forgot about is his kid passed away in the offseason. His, like, two-year-old, three-year-old baby. Really? Yeah, that's so, I terrible. Mean, I know, and I forgot that happened. I was like, "Holy oh, yeah, cow!" Like, I probably have an off year too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so I don't know. The Bruins need to get it together. I think they're missing David Krejci a lot. They don't really have a second line center. May I offer you Sean Monahan? <laughs> <laughs> Sean Monahan for Brad Marchand, one for one. Take it or leave it. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, dude. Person on crack would be fucking crazy to turn it down. <laughs> Um, Mark Shannon could shuck. Yeah. Oh, is there any other teams you want to talk about right now? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, 
I don't know. The only thing I could think of would be the Chicago thing, but I don't think anyone wants to hear anyone talk about that. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's been, that's like a week in the past. Yeah, yeah there's been true. enough news articles about that shit already. Uh, just know that podcasts will be regularly up to, uploaded uh, Wednesdays. I think we're going to every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Hopefully, we said that, that we things, said, we said last year we said we were going to put two. Plan. Yeah, last yeah. year we said we we're gonna put two, two out a week, and it ended up being three, and then see you next year. To be fair, you are literally on the opposite side of Canada. That is true. That is doing true. School, and I'm back in Alberta doing not much. So that's what we got for that every Wednesday. Um, I don't know. This is this episode is all over the place, but it's pretty much just a recap of what we missed and our opinions. Should have got Jack Eichel. Yeah. That's what I'll end that off with. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, you want to talk about Toronto at all? What's Toronto? Like, Toronto has been on a streak lately, right? Because I know they started off really poorly. They started off, like, 0-4 oh, oh or something like that, or, like, 1-4, and four, and now they're 13-6. Yeah. and six. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that Atlantic division is crazy, man. The top three teams right yeah. now are Florida, Toronto, and Tampa. Yeah, that's a stacked division, man. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, um, Jerome McGinley, yep. Hall of Famer. Oh, exactly. We should definitely talk about that. I mean, what isn't there to say about Jerome McGinley? He's, he was our childhood. Yeah, he literally was my childhood. Like, yeah, growing up, I always wanted to wear 12 because of Jerome. Yeah, there's a lot. I think, like – Man, that guy was such a force for so long and just such a like I don't know, like it's Jerome McGinley. He was definitely like the reason I fell in love with hockey. Yeah, him and Kippersoff are the reason. Oh, I yeah, Kippersoff too. Yeah. Him, Kippersoff, and uh, I don't I think that's it. I think that's the like the two main flames from our childhood, at least. When does 34 get retired? Yeah, that's also <laughs> something. Yeah. The fact that his number isn't retired is actually a joke. I don't know. Well, I mean, Kevin saw such a weird guy, too. So, like, Dude, I hear so many funny stories about him. Yeah. Like, apparently, he would just go, like, after games, go to the bar, hack, like, cigarettes with the, like, fans and stuff. Well, the yeah, there's pictures of him and FNUF smoking that cigarette that's been lingering around. <laughs> yeah. <your neck> like, <laughs> fuck, that's a funny picture. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Kippersoff would go out, like, hack, like, five darts before he didn't go in, get a 30-safe shutout. Nothing. Butter. I was a machine. Mm-hmm. That guy was an absolute machine. Oh. Man, what could have been? Those poor guys, their names need to be on that cup from 04. Mm-hmm. Again, like, even said as a ring I know. Ceremony. Yes, it, it went in. in. It was in. That's awesome. <laughs> again i didn't realize again retired with exactly 1300 points really mm-hmm. it's crazy two our rosses or no sorry one our ross one rocket oh we won the oh two rockets he won the rocket the year they made the final 41 goals 81 games yeah. is it is it is it is it a reach to say that he is the best power forward in nhl history so far no that's not a reach at all i think i'd have to agree with that because who else like is got, there? Like, Him I and don't Eric know, like Lindros. Shanahan, Lindros. I Those... don't know what you would define Lemieux. Nah. If you define Lemieux as a power forward, then Lemieux. If you don't, yeah. then again. Mm-hmm. 
but I think Lemieux was more of a. Would you classify Ovechkin as a power forward? I see you could. Yeah, you could. You definitely could. There's a lot of things you could classify that guy as. That guy was uh, Primo Ovechkin was everything. He could murder. Like he could literally dump Zadorov without any effort, and then he'd go and score four goals. Yeah. He's still. And then be back on the ice in two minutes. People are saying he's having an off year. He's still tied for third in scoring. (laughs) Yeah, he's he he doesn't age. Mm-mm. He ages physically, like in the face, but he doesn't age on ice. Mm-hmm. Guy's insane. Yeah, he is insane. Man, I don't know. I hope he breaks the record. I, I do think too. at this point, there's no way he doesn't. I think. I think he, now he's doesn't. Now he's won his cup. All he wants is that record. Yeah. All he, he wants uh, is to win that. Re- but obviously, he wants to win at the same time, probably. But now he's playing for the record. He's not playing yeah. for the cup. And I'm 100% here to watch it and watch him do it. Oh yeah. How okay? So how many goals? How 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 much? How many more years would it take him to okay, win? Okay. So cup? I think I or think. To, oh God, I'm all over the place. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, okay. So Wayne Gretzky's Minus record one. Is it 8.94? Yes, that sounds about right. I'm gonna say you are correct, Aaron. Okay, we'll assume it's 194 or 894. Alex Ovechkin minus I think, one has minus one, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so he needs 894 to break it, correct? I believe so, yes. Okay, Alexander Ovechkin has if it'll ever load. And remember, this is with a lockout without with seven lockout two year. COVID years, two two COVID years and two lockout years. Yeah. If those aren't if those don't happen, he's probably already broken it. Because those lockout years were in his prime. Uh, he's definitely a lot closer to it than he is now. Yeah. Yeah. 15 goals, 15 assists in 19 games for 30 points. As a 36 year old, I think, right? 37. Yeah, he's old. 36, he just turned. 30 points, 19 games, 745 goals. So it, I don't know years. how to do the math. I don't know how to do the math. Like what's he on pace for this year? More <laughs> than 19 games. I don't know how to do the math on a calculator. Probably. Divide. Um, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he's, how many goals does he have? 15. And how many games? 19. And how many games do they play in a regular season? 82, assuming he plays all 82. So if he stayed on pace right now with what he's doing, he would put up 65 goals. <sighs> yeah. Okay, let's assume he ends the season with 50. Yeah, 50, 40 to 50. He'll have, uh, let's see, so he'll have 780. Is that math right? 780, 35 goals. Yeah, 780. He'll have 780 goals after one year of 50 goals. He'll be 37 next year. Uh, 780. I, three and a half seasons? Three seasons? Yeah. I say he does it. I just He'll don't... do it by the time he's 40. As long as he doesn't get injured or anything like that, or he doesn't fall off, I don't see any chance of him not getting the record. Holy (laughs) fuck. Eric. 
and he's played 1200 nhl games do you want to know how many shots he has probably like 5000 or something 5809 <laughs> <laughs> holy he's already got 82 shots this season he's already a shot a game yeah see that's just oh my god he is such well, a tank well because you you, you, you oh minus two uh so anyways anytime they're, they're on the power play he's probably taking like at least a shot at least one or two shots every power play yeah yeah and that's just on the power play yeah yeah Yes. Okay, well, that's just stupid. 5,000 shots. No, 6,000 shots almost. He'll probably hit 6,000 shots this year. I would be surprised if he doesn't. <laughs> wow, it's actually incredible to look how many, like, his, oh. it's actually incredible to look at his stats over the years. Crosby or Ovechkin right now? Right now. Right, right now, now, Ovechkin. Same. Which is weird because two years ago I'd be like, "Are you stupid?" No, Ovechkin doesn't stop. Russians Ovechkin don't age. doesn't stop. I mean, like then again, Crosby's been out with COVID or whatever. But right now, I'm still no, I'm still taking, I'm still taking Obi. He's just a better like. No, I don't know, just how he's aged and how he's playing still. It's like, like prime Crosby versus prime Ovechkin. See, now that'll be a debate for the ages. Because for me and you, like, those are our goats. Yeah. You know, those were the guys for us. You know, like, uh, other people had, like, Yager and Lemieux and Lemieux and Gretzky. We had Crosby and Ovechkin. Yeah. I think that'll be a debate for a long time. I used to always say Crosby easily. But, like, really? Is it easy? No, it's not. If you want a two-way player taking Crosby every day. Yeah, if you're looking for – yeah, if I, you're starting yeah. a franchise with both of them in the prime, you're taking Crosby. Yeah, I agree. Because Crosby, when he was in his prime, just seemed to want to win more than anything, and he would—he just was insane in the playoffs every year. And like those years they won the cup, like the first year especially, who who did he have? <laughs> Chris Kunitz. Yeah, I mean, like, but then they got Castle when they went back to back. That definitely helped. Yeah, competent general manager helps. Not like we'd know. Nope. Except their general manager traded away any first pick they have for the next 100 years, basically. Well, that's what you do when you have a winning roster. I'm okay. I'd be okay with that. You think Crosby gets traded ever in the next, no. like, five years? Nah. I'm pretty sure if he I were saw... to leave, he'd go to, like, I would say if I, if I had to guess that he would leave Pittsburgh, it'd be to go to Montreal in free agency to retire. But I don't see a world where he doesn't not retire with Pittsburgh. I heard I saw something about uh, Mario. He was like, "There's no way Crosby's not retiring a Penguins." Basically, yeah. Mario didn't, or he did. I mean, yeah. So we'll see. I think. I think. Yeah. I don't see a world where Crosby doesn't retire with the Penguins. Doesn't make sense. No. No. Especially because like. When you think of the Pittsburgh Penguins, like when we were growing up and even now, when you think of the Pittsburgh Penguins, you think of Crosby every time. Yep. yep. Same with the Capitals. Who do you think of? Ovechkin. Ovechkin, yeah. Yeah. And they're so good. Like, it's like, I don't know, before McDavid, you think of the Oilers and you're still thinking of Gretzky. And that was, you know, 35 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 25 years. 
like I don't know, like Washington's a and Pittsburgh. I mean, like you think of Crosby. I see. Okay, yeah, I see what you're. Sorry, I'm just I'm literally just repeating what you said. Okay, it's been a while. Okay, so one more topic before we uh, end her off here. Yeah. Okay. Fucking Tortorella on his comments about McDavid. Idiot. You think it's an idiot? He's got to be some sort of stupid. Connor McDavid. Okay, we talked about Ovechkin and Crosby. Connor McDavid is the most talented player at ever laced up a pair of skates. I disagree with him. It's kind of. I agree with him that he needs to change his game. But with that being said, only for playoffs. Not like only for playoffs, but in playoffs, he has to be a different player. He has to play more defensive. You have to change your game for playoffs because playoffs yeah. is a different beast, and we saw that last year. Yeah, that Jets team really had no reason to beat the. Beat the and with Oilers. McDavid only getting what like three points. Yeah, I mean, they got swept, right? Yeah. Like, from what I saw from McDavid, it was still McDavid, but like he, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. He was so, so clearly frustrated. Like, that clip was going around of him, like, screaming at Pugliarvi. Um, I think it was, like, a bad pass or something that happened. But, yeah, I I don't know. I can't necessarily disagree with you because, like. Then again, telling the greatest what, hockey player ever possibly to change his game is insane, especially after yeah. those, like, last two highlight goals where he goes through four Rangers defensemen. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's true. And Tortorella is one to talk. I yeah, mean, there's I a know. reason he doesn't like have a job an, right now. Oh, yeah, he's such an idiot. Like, I don't know. Like, he's an idiotic coach. I think he's got just – he's just got an old, older hockey mind. And I respect that. That's fine. But, like, you know, he's he's got his cup, so I can't really say anything. He won his cup. Who did he win his cup with? Tampa in 04. He was the head coach? Yeah. I didn't know, know I, that. I, I forget that shit sometimes. But I, I, I was going to say, you're one to talk. You didn't do anything with the Rangers, but he does have a cup. Yeah. But that's um, also, like, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow, fuck, yeah, you're right. Well, flames are rolling. Life is good. Gotta love Game it. Back on home tomorrow against Chicago. So, we will you watching what games for the flames the okay next? so for these people okay so for the people listening the chicago game will have already happened because it's on tomorrow's tuesday today's monday the 22nd so we'll be talking about those games next week yeah we'll be talking about uh let's see the schedule before we end this off uh, trying to pull it up right now okay so the Flames play Chicago on Tuesday at home, Winnipeg on Saturday at home, and then they ended off Monday. Pittsburgh. So we'll record on Monday after, after. Pittsburgh's game. Um, no, maybe. Actually, I don't have class. Yeah, that that can work. Okay. Okay. Well, Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday. either way, yeah. we'll be able to listen next one. Okay, so we'll have this up for two for Wednesday the twenty fourth. And then the next one will be Wednesday, the 31st of November. Aaron, today, yeah, this one will be up on the 24th. The next one will be up on the 1st of December. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening and um, tune in next Wednesday.
Yahoo! <laughs>